I'm JB. And I'm Doug. And, and we, we are your Kraken Captains. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Kraken Captains podcast. Thanks for joining us. All-star break indeed, Doug. I feel like we have been walking in the desert and searching for water. Behold, some hockey to stave off the thirst. And boom, it was all a big mirage. The all-star game looks like hockey. But it does not satisfy your thirst at all. I don't think so. No way. Yeah, even the players, not all of them, but definitely some did not want to be there. But hey, Bjorki scored a goal, which means every Kraken player that has attended has scored. So batting a 1,000 uh, as a Seattle Kraken, that's Bjorki and Ebbs, if you, if you didn't know. Uh, but the good news is, real hockey is back. Uh, even I had been watching some non-cracking games because I was starved because it took the boys so long to get back. We didn't have our first game back until the 10th of February. And uh, yeah, we kicked things off with a road trip and immediately it was falling off the rails. I was worried about a repeat of last year uh, with the All-Star break. But, you know, we salvaged things out there on the road and, and now the boys are are coming home. So how are you feeling, Doug? I feel pretty good, JB. Thanks for asking. The uh, all-star game is definitely the worst. McDavid just doesn't need the hype. <laughs> and, you know, how about those skill competitions? They're cool. But if you slip up at all in the first couple seconds with the puck, forget it. You, you don't even have a chance. Right. So... After the All-Stars, you know what comes next. The trade deadline is coming up. That's the next big thing in the season. Oh. So we'll have a lot to talk about in the next couple weeks. The dread. We'll touch on that later. It was good to see the boys get back out there in real life and play some real hockey. The road trip started off a little bumpy with a loss in Philly and another in New Jersey. But we saw a turnaround with a shootout win against the Islanders. Mm -hmm. Tomas Tatar picking up the shootout goal win, winning goal in the shootout. And uh, that was Grubauer's triumphant return. So his his return ends with a win for the boys. Right. Decord gets a win in Boston last night. Beneers with three points. That's big news for the Kraken and with 28 games to go, they are going to need it as the Kraken are currently fifth in their division. Yeah, fifth in the division and on the outside looking in at the playoff race. So uh, it's going to be a big last few months here. Um, looking at these games with some urgency coming up. Yeah. My last note, we're not going to really talk about anything before the All-Star game because it feels like last season – because that break was so long. But I do want to say that these guys should think about doing something with like legends of the game like the NFL does. Like they did a little bit of that with celebrity um uh like celebrity coaches or whatever. 
Um, like Bieber was a like celebrity coach of one of the teams. But you should have like legends of the game, like Wayne Gretzky coach a team, you know. And then I think it'll have a little more gravitas to it. Anybody on Wayne Gretzky's team is going to be like, you guys, we gotta, we gotta win. Yeah, I feel like <laughs> they do. They do try to kind of like switch things up a little bit, tweak it here and there every year to try to like adjust or make it a little better. But it always just kind of seems to fall short in my opinion it's always like the players don't want to be there it's you know 10 two weeks almost in between regulation games for the team so it's like kind of a slump in the season because most of the team isn't doing anything well maybe what they should do is give all the players a week off during this time of year and then everybody will be happy and nobody will be like, I didn't get to go to Mexico where it's nice and warm. Yeah, I and to go to Toronto where it's cold. I had to change vacation golf. plans with my family to San Diego and uh, do it at the end of the season like they do in the NFL. Like everybody who has not made the playoffs is going home. And you have like a little break in between the final, the conference finals and the Stanley Cup. And you let the pros who aren't in the Stanley Cup uh, play in an, in an all-star I was going to say that I think it's kind of weird to have it like right there halfway in the middle of the season where it's like, like I said, you know what I mean? Yeah. Most of the guys are, are just like not even playing. They're just off on vacation somewhere for two weeks while everybody else is suffering big, in Toronto. Names, yeah. The big <laughs> names are, are somewhere doing, doing monkey tricks. Yeah. Well, you could incentivize them with a little more money too. I know they they made the skills competition winner like a million bucks and all that. So. Yeah, for McDavid. <laughs> yeah, and well, and like Georgia won a hundred thousand dollars for making the most like saves during the one on one drills. Or they whatever. should have given the goalie a million, and they should have given McDavid a hundred thousand. Okay, I, I'm into that. That's, I'm cool with that. You know, goalie's tough position. Okay, we've got to move on from that and get into the mail. Okay, three stars of the episode. I'm going to kick it off with our third star. It's got to be Gru. Makes his triumphant return after two months being away. Uh, and gets that, yeah, gets that shootout win against the Islanders. Matty Bernier scored in like the first period. And then Paul Mary scores in the second. And then it's a blank in the third. And uh, Gru shuts down all comers and Tatar, like you said. Uh, by the way, that goal was cherry. It was so yeah, yeah. good. I'm liking that trade more and more as oh, time yeah. goes on. Yep. Picking, the, picking him up was a choice move on yeah. Francis' part. Yeah, so... Um, it was a great game, but you know, it was really good to see Gru and he was really sharp in that game. He made a lot of really good saves. Just moving side to side. Didn't see any like, you know, hitch. I think he's had a couple of these groin type injuries. So to see him operate with confidence was a, a good sign and probably nice having, uh, Joey play so well, like I said, that you could just rest, rest him and be like, Hey. Get all the way back. Yeah, yeah. Take your time. Get back to where you're comfortable and then step up. And yes. he did. He looked good. Indeed. The second star, we got 
Oliver Bjorkstrand, our all-star, who endured the all-star experience and managed to score what should have been a game-winning all-star game goal, but it was not to be as the Avs team couldn't finish. Yeah, some torturous moments for him. You know, he, it was like him and three other players that got picked last. When it got down to them, they all got like randomly assigned to the team. And obviously, you know, Bjorkstrand doesn't have the same doesn't have the same uh like hate for the abs as the fans probably uh, do but yeah. i'm sure a lot of kraken fans were like how could they do this to bjorkstrand but i mean i wa- i actually did watch their game just cuz i wanted to see bjorkstrand play and he looked good out there i mean that team looked good but it's like you let mcdavid's team come back and be um, yeah. so come on whatever yeah yeah but We've for going down there, times. we'll see it before another thousand times. Yeah, you gotta you gotta give him the gotta give him the second star for scoring a goal and keeping that streak alive and, endure, and enduring that all star experience when he could be on vacation. Yeah, yeah. So that's big. Yeah, yeah. He's our all star. We salute you. Okay, first star. Uh, it's Matty Berniers. Um, you know, he had a bad outing coming back from the break against the Devils. Um, but he picked things up and he, uh, he finished checks against that Isles team and he found a way to power through, uh, a hit that he took in the offensive zone. You could see him visibly in pain behind the play. He gets up, skating off towards the bench, sees that his, you know, team has created a turnover and he's there to like, and he, you know, he said after the game, he was like, I I was skating back to the bench to go off. And then I saw what was happening and I was like, oh, I'm not that hurt. And he He got right back in the zone and Everly picked him up, landed the puck right on his stick and he nailed it. Yeah. And uh, he nailed it. That's the way to do it. And he's only built from there. I mean, he had a three point night against the Boston Bruins and that, you know, he's a, he's a Massachusetts boy. So that's a, a big outing for him. And, and, uh, going off in front of the home crowd building, you know, two assists, beautiful goal, uh, in that game. Uh, I think it's no secret that he has struggled in his, uh, struggle to match his rookie season. Um, so, you know, we've seen him. He's, he's a, He's always working hard, and he's a really good 200-foot hockey player. And, you know, the numbers just haven't been there. Things haven't quite clicked. So to see him uh, since he's come back and the effort he's put in, uh, we recognize that. And, and it's paying dividends. And like you said, we're going to need it. So it's really good to see. So he's our first star for sure. He's got a bright future in the NHL. We'll see a lot more goals from him in the future. I guarantee it. Oh, Absolutely. Just see how the rest of this year goes from here. <laughs> That's true. Cheers, Maddie. Number one star. Here, here. Okay. Like I said, we're not revisiting anything before the All-Star game, but we do have a few games to break down since we got back. The first one is a 3-2 loss in a Decord start against Philly. This game was frankly. They, they say never bet against Philly at home. Yeah, it, it. I was very worried 
about how we would return from the All-Star game. Uh, last year, we had a big slump. And every, the joke was, everyone's like, I think they're still in Mexico. You know, because everybody went on that trip or whatever. And I just, we could we can't afford to have a, a big slump like that this year. We're not in the same position we were. This is not the same team. We're 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 pushing to get into the playoffs, and so this game was like not what I wanted to see. It was giving me nightmares <laughs> because it was really low effort, and it it was like you know skating through molasses and all these things you didn't want to see. And and honestly, it was not cracking hockey. And I was like, we gotta we gotta kick them in the rear do something because that huge you can't continue to do that if you want to make the playoffs so i i don't i don't need to get into the numbers because that was a throwaway game it was a tough one tough one to watch yeah and uh couple nights later in new jersey wasn't much better we saw a late third period goal from will borgen in this game but that was following three bell ringers from the Devils, and Decord and the Kraken fell short in New Jersey as well. Right, it was you know more of the same. Kind of felt like you know I'm sure there. It was you know certain probably certain people who were like, hey, you know we need to like step up our game, but maybe not everyone who knows or you know some people are like, oh the game's gonna come to us, blah blah blah, whatever. You know, I don't know. You just don't know what's going on in a locker room. But it was it was a little bit more of the same, you know. No, so definitely some sluggishness, not the normal enthusiasm and uh, tenacity you see from the team. Right. And then, you know, rumor is after that game, they had a players only meeting. And I think the leadership on that team was like, nope, <laughs> this is not how we play hockey. So everybody better, you know, lock in and buckle down, you know, because this is, you know, this is where we are. This is where we need to get to. And it's going to take a lot more effort than what they were putting out. And I think you saw it in the Islanders game. I mean, it was by no means a blowout. It was a two to one shootout win. And this is the, you know, Gru's return to hockey. It um, was this scratching and clawing. But this was a grinders game that they fought. Hard. They played hard the whole game. They're finishing their checks, forechecking. They, you know, didn't find the back of the net in regulation to win. But Maddie scores that goal to open things up. And Guru shut almost everything down after that. Palmieri scored in the second period, but the third period was a blank. And so I'm always talking about playoff teams win close games. They find ways to win these two to one games, and they did. I mean, obviously, it took a great shootout goal, like we mentioned, from Tatar. And, you know, Gru doing his thing, which, by the way, I'm pretty sure Gru, uh, Joey, hasn't won a shootout yet. Gru's the only one so far. I think I think um, the landlord has won one, but of active goalies on the roster currently. I think Gru's the only one who's won really? a shootout. So he's the guy you want in there if it comes down to it, I guess. Um, anyway, it was definitely a turnaround game and a game I think you can build on. Like that a effort, big comeback you know? for, for Grubauer. That's got to be huge for the team. 
Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Well, then, uh, just last night in Boston, Boston. the Bears had a strong game. He had a goal and two assists. Eberly, Tolvanen, and McCann had the other three goals. The Kraken came out with a big four-win victory over a very tough Boston team. This is a huge, just like you said, for them to build off of that uh, win in New York against the Islanders and come through with this big win. Boston's top of the top of the league, just like Vancouver is, who we're going to be seeing pretty soon coming up on the schedule. So. Yeah, you know, um, it reminds me a little a little bit of the seven game road swing last year. Um, not that we won a bunch of the games, but when you play teams that everyone knows are top tier teams, like those guys in the locker room know that Boston is a good team, one of the best teams in the NHL, and they just proved to themselves that they could beat that team. So I think it's you know it can be a huge momentum swing for them yeah and confidence for them. going into this home road stand and and we're we're gonna go through the home road stand game picks and you know honestly without the without that win you might pick differently just because of the psyche of the team you know what i mean you might look mm-hmm. at the schedule and be like oh boy you know they're gonna have a tough time but i think you know beating boston um, they're gonna roll, roll to home ice, and and probably roll some teams. Um, so it's good to see, and I think it could be you know a big propellant. I will say one of the things, you know, hockey's an interesting sport where there's a lot of like ebbs and flows. There's momentum for sure, and you figure yeah, out how to you know ride that momentum and weather that you know momentum when it doesn't go your way. And luck is also kind of an interesting thing. If you look at that Boston game, they hit like three posts. Uh, Boston did throughout that game. They had a lot of odd man rushes. And I think they even, they had one go off the top of the net. Puck puck bounces your way. Yeah. And so, you know, you can't rely on luck, but it's kind of like momentum. If you can ride it, it, it can take you pretty far. So if they can figure, if they can like keep the confidence, you know, know that they can beat these good teams if they play their system and then, you know, weather momentum swings and then find a way to ride luck when, when it's there, you know, you can create a little magic and then, you know, find yourself maybe, you know, even higher than you think when and end of season comes. So, It'll be interesting to see how it all plays out, but beating the Islanders and then beating Boston, I think, could be really big for this team. So That's right. We did just see uh, Los Angeles just beat Edmonton the other night to, to end their big, you know... 16-game, yeah. Yeah, win streak. So, yeah. I mean, and, and Los Angeles hadn't looked all that strong, but all of a sudden they're looking like they're swinging back around too, so... Right. You never really know at this point in the season it could really go any way. Uh, yep, you're you're totally right. So hopefully they, they ride this, they come home and, and uh we've got five games and I think it's time we, we do do our predictions on them. So uh we've got on the nineteenth of February we play Detroit 
Then on the 22nd, we play Vancouver, and this is a home stand, five games at home. Uh, then on the 24th, we play the Wild. The 26th, we play Boston again at home. And then on the 29th, the leap year day, the Penguins come to the greenhouse uh, for leap a, year day. a, a rocking extra hockey day on the leap year. I didn't year. take that into consideration when I made my decision. There you go. See? <laughs> All right. So uh, I've got us beating Detroit, and then I think we ride the momentum and beat Vancouver, who is number one in our division. Number one in the league. Are they number I one believe, in the league right now? I believe they're number one in the league right now, I believe. Well, hopscotch. Yeah, so that's even, you know, that's even bigger. Yeah, I know. Yeah, they're, huge. they're, they're good this year. Um, then we drop the game to the Wild. Uh, and then we drop the game to Boston. But we beat the Penguins on the final day in February. Coming into spring with a big win. Okay, yes, well, I, I'm going to go similarly. We win in Detroit against Detroit in Seattle. We win against Detroit in Seattle. Mm -hmm. We win against Vancouver. We win against Minnesota. And then Boston and Penguins, I got down as two losses, unfortunately. Well, you know, when uh, when you look at it, it's the same amount of points. We both have two losses on our sheet. It's just diff two different losses. Yeah, yep. three wins. We, we two agree. Losses. We're we're not beating Boston the second time. It would be nice but... if they could just swing all five games. <laughs> yeah, that's what I want to predict. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I th yeah, I just think the Wild play us hard, and I hate, it, it, it seems like every time I watch a game where Mark Andre Fleury starts against us, I'm like, we we can't get a puck in the net against that guy. So. I, I mean, it, that's probably me just projecting my insecurities. <laughs> but, but, you uh, know, that's, that's how these things go when, yeah. you, when you're making predictions. Yeah, but, you know, dry. either way, that's, you know, two out of five. So that's, or two out of five, I'm sorry. That's three out of five, six out of a possible ten points. It's not too bad. Um, you'd actually prefer, I mean, your, your prediction in my opinion, is better for us because we get wins against two Western Conference teams, which is better for our rankings. Like, you know, you you beat Boston, that's good. It's good and all, and it counts for your final points, but it doesn't help you in the standings, you know. any Anytime we beat Vancouver or, like, Minnesota Wild, you know, we're messing with the, the rankings in our Western Conference, at least, or, or in our division when it comes to Vancouver. So right. those are more important in my opinion. <laughs> For sure. Okay, well, For you know. sure, and it looks tough in our division with <clears throat> with Edmonton and uh, Vancouver above us up there, and then we're looking at Calgary and Los Angeles also just directly north <laughs> of where we want to be. So, yeah. Uh, trying to get some wins against those teams would be good. Yes, sir. See how it goes. Okay. All right. Well, we got to do a little talking about the trade deadline. Uh, it's coming up Friday, March 8th. So we'll get through this homestand, play a few more games, and then finalize rosters for the rest of the season. Um, 
There. Yeah, I'm hearing some chatter. I'm hearing yep. some chatter. We are going to do know? a more in-depth episode next time about it, but I think we should address the big rumor. Who who who's who's out there in the ether right now? Boy, oh boy, I don't know. I don't even know if the Kraken are going are planning on making any moves. Yeah, with, well, with the depth they've they got, you know. Yeah, in well, the, the tank ru- and and where we're sitting in the in the standings. Yeah, well, the rumor mill is Ebbs. You know, he's I guess their team's shopping. The problem is, you know. You hear these things and you're like, well, yeah, people ask about people all the time. Doesn't mean they're going anywhere. Like a, a good GM yeah, yeah. is going to be like, yeah, what do you want? You know, wh- oh, you're going to give me the moon and yeah. Yeah. it's made of it's cheese. Like, what are you going <laughs> to give up for that piece? Yes. I mean, you there know. are a lot of teams where he would fit in pretty nicely. His contract is coming up, so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there's definitely reasons why there could you know smoke could mean fire, but um, yeah. I mean, you know, what? I was watching the Rangers game last night because the Boston Kraken game was blacked out here. I was watching the Rangers game, mm-hmm. and uh, Blake Wheeler, who's on their top line with Sabanajad and Panarin, I think, just he totally like injured his ankle pretty bad. Uh, in that in that game, it was pretty tough to watch, and they're already they were already in a position where they're trying to think about like who they could pair with Zabanajad because he's like kind of slumping a little bit, and they're uh, like they're definitely in a big playoff race, right? For the top, so they want to keep that top line performing, and so they're they I actually read an, uh, a trade rumor thing that was about picking up Everly to put on that line with them. Yeah, see? And that, you know, that would make sense. I mean, he's a veteran guy. Who, uh, who are they going to give? Who are they going to give up? It's like draft picks are only going to get you so far. Well, you know, in the near future, you're looking down the line. Yeah, I I'll preface it by saying of course I don't want Everly to go anywhere, but if No, if me neither. His contract is running out and he's 35 or 34 or whatever it is and you I'd like think to see you him might get, get something extension. for him you might I mean they might give you like a, a third line fourth line guy and maybe a pick or maybe you know some player on their farm team that we don't even know about that Ron is like yeah I got my eye on that kid or whatever you know um I think the the thing for me and and the, what what I want to dig into for the next episode is the Kraken are kind of in a unique position that they haven't been in so far um, this year. That first season, it was pretty clear it was a lost season. So we became huge sellers, and we all know how that kind of worked out. Um, and then last season, we were pretty solid. To the point where I don't think, you know, Ron had to make any, you know, he Ron didn't have to go less, out and make Didn't he pick moves. up Tolvin in there? Yeah, but and, we, we got and him. strong right there at the same time, kind of right before the well, All-Star break, kind of. It was right before the all right around the All-Star break last year. We got, we got Tolvin in. We got Tolvin in before uh, Christmas. 
because he actually spent like a whole yeah, month yeah, yeah. on the right team. Yeah, yeah, it was right around New Year's, yeah. And yeah, then in yeah, his yeah. first game was New Year's, so it was a little bit before the All-Star break. But, yeah, I mean, yeah, we were we – Probably were, was pretty much right around the same time. We were pretty – I think it was pretty solid, pretty clear that we were going to make the playoffs. So you didn't have to do a lot of, like, retooling. But right now we're on the cusp. So is Ron, you know, stewing up in his office like – what can we do to like? Yeah, what kind of moves get there? can we make? And what does the team look like? You know, five games from now, where if we're like in a playoff spot, is Ron like okay? Now we need to stay here. Is there like a move out there that I can make that's gonna like ensure that we, you know, stay in this playoff race? And exactly, is that I would imagine it very yeah. much depends on the, the the way these next five games turn out, and it's got to influence where we where we're sitting in the standings at that point right yeah because the other thing to consider is that the kraken also we're we're a few points behind the next team ahead of us in the standing i think it's the flames calgary i believe is the next one or los angeles one of those but we have also played more games than most of those teams Right, so we're we've, almost. I think like, we've we've played a few games more than Edmonton, Los Angeles, and Calgary, I believe. Mm-hmm. Which is which is tough. Yeah, to it be makes it hard. Four or six points behind those teams and have them to be already have played four games more than we have, or three or two, or whatever it is. Yeah, we're at a disadvantage. That's not, that's you look a, at yeah, that's a disadvantage. Yeah, you look at the like standings, and you're like, oh yeah, we're we're four points out of a wild card, but we're all we've also played four more games than some yeah. of these teams. So you better be you better be playing with some urgency because we need some wins here. It's a perfect segue to the the final thoughts. Is yeah, exactly. We're we're in a really tight race. Um, it's not just like the teams above us. So LA and St. Louis are in the two wildcard spots at 60 points and they've played 51 and 53 games respectively. Then it's Nashville and they've played 54 like us and we're both at 56. So, you know, we're close to St. Louis, we're but we're 4 points out, really a possible 6 points. But then Minnesota, Calgary, are both at 55, and then Arizona's at 50. So you're talking about 10 points difference from the first wild card spot to, you know, almost like the bottom of the, of the Western Conference. Right. So it's a really, it's really, tight race. really, really tight race. Um, so you can't, you can't give ground. And I think... We play Minnesota a couple of times, so those become big. Like we play, we play them in this stretch, so we actually really need to beat them. Um, we play Nashville a couple of times, Calgary, Arizona. I think we play St. Louis one more time. So all, you know, all these games become really big games. So that I mean, that's just that's just what we're staring at. So Absolutely, they, definitely, yeah. They need they're to, bigger and bigger as as the days go on. Yeah, they, they, they need to take this momentum that they secured in the final stretch of that road trip, and then they, they need to start finding consistency and find a way to separate from this pack. And that's all there is to it. And then, you know, if Ron thinks there's a move out there, 
that's going to put them over the edge and, you know, uh, help us. Like I said, you know, when we started off air or whatever, we need to win like two out of every three games for the rest of the season. So is there a move Ron thinks he can make that would secure, you know, those two out of three wins? Thing is, anything you do is going to disrupt because you got to think about the chemistry that you have with the guys that you have right now. Right. And just mix it, mixing it up at this point in the season when it's, you know, fresh past the All Star break. You got 28 games left out of 82. Yeah. Well, and you're the, just going to, you know, because the, you know, the one okay, thing so you mix up, you grab two guys, send them. That's a huge shakeup for your team. Yeah. I mean, on the one hand, I I agree with you, but on the other, I think one of the unique things that we have going on is we've dealt with so much injuries. Like we've seen, we've seen like Tatar, you know, playing on the first line when he first got there, all the way to like, I don't know, Bjorkstrand up on the first line. He's been out for so long; it's not even funny. Like he's even when he he came back for what two games and was out again. Yeah, so he's actually, they're saying he should be ready to go uh, during this homestand. So that'll be interesting, too. So there is a little bit of, like, they, people have played on different lines, and there's been a lot more shakeup than there was last season. But that's not always necessarily a good thing, either. It's nice to establish some real chemistry. But it's funny, too, because, like, just the Boston game felt like the first game in a while that it was Eberly. McCann Berniers again, which is kind of how we started the season. So, yeah, yeah, I yeah. like that line, and, yeah. and I like to see, I like to see, you know, uh, Tolvin and Yanni Gord and Bjorkstrand right behind them. Yeah, move them up, or or yeah. on the line, or on the third line, and then putting, yeah. you know, well, they're they're the, yeah, those, those so those guys, you don't do anything to that line because those guys have clearly been the most consistent. And they pretty yeah, much have stayed together the, the whole time. Yeah. You know, so it's gonna yeah, be. A, and you're not gonna. You don't want to. You don't. Yeah. That's the thing. There's a lot of guys that everybody <laughs> loves. You don't want to see anybody go. Yeah. I mean, that's the tough part. But the fun part is, you know, talking about it and and seeing how things shake out after you talk about it. I guess. So we're gonna we're gonna find out. That's for sure. Um. You know, if I was a betting man, I'd bet on nothing. Cause yeah, that's kind of what I would bet on too. Maybe small moves. They yeah. Pick up some guy for, for uh, you know, a three quarters of a million dollar contract for a year. Yeah. Uh, Eight hundred and fifty thousand dollar contract for one year. Somebody like that that's gonna just like try to push him over the top. Yeah. Here and there. In, in the intermittent games, you yeah, know what I mean, yeah, I just feel like I don't, I, I feel like nothing. I, I think you're right. I'm, I'm with you on that one. That's a good yeah. guess. Yeah, we'll explore the options, obviously, but uh, yeah, it just feels to me, unless there's something out there with, you know, take I'm a not, look around the market. I'm not an take insider, look, so look I don't know. A little, I do a lot of window <laughs> shopping. I usually don't buy anything. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that sounds like Ron for sure. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, anything else before we get out of here? I think we can wrap it up right there. Okay, let's go cracking.
Our intro music is by the Zambonis. Our outro music is by Stampin' Tam Canas. We would love to hear from you, so tweet us at Cracking Captains. If you listen to this podcast and you like it, tell your friends. Give us a like on Spotify or wherever you listen. That helps us out a lot. Follow us on social media and shout us out. Yeah, keep your keep, head up. Keep your heads up because another episode is coming, coming. real soon. Hello out there. We're on the air. It's hockey night tonight. Tension grows. The whistle blows and the puck goes down the ice. The goalie jumps and the players bump and the fans all go insane. Someone roars, Bobby scores at the good old hockey game. Oh, the good old hockey game is the best game you can name. And the best game you can name is the good old hockey game.